Hey guys, welcome to yet another episode of Punch Podcast brought you by Much Munch. Today, we're talking to Yeg Stonerchik about the really cool properties of marijuana, how it was being used before prohibition, and how she uses it to really find her vibe. Check it out. So, so I'll tell you a little bit about kind of how this came about. So, yeah, so I started Much Munch in like November and back then it kind of had and it still does has like this public health almost aspect to it like don't drive high yeah, like, you're help, sure. that kind of stuff and then as I kind of got to know the community a little bit and like you know did the high tea party went to the bake sale all that kind of stuff like oh, yeah it really struck me how many like strong women are part of this community and how you know, how people how women specifically are kind of using cannabis to oh yeah it's really sort of coming well and that's what every everything says like all the research and everything yeah. brings in that it's a predominantly female yeah. industry and nobody really knows why except yeah. for that it's bringing women together and because it is, it is it's women supporting women yeah and, and all because this plant just makes us hate each other all of a sudden you know like usually women don't want to support each other they're tearing each other down and stuff but this plant just seems to bring us together and i I guess that's the only reason they have for why it's predominantly female is just we're finally supporting each other yeah and actually putting in the positive right no it's incredibly supportive and that's so interesting because you don't see that in any other industry right even as a female pot smoker i didn't even know how you know all include you know how everybody is is just included and how welcoming the community was yeah. until until I became more of an influencer and kind of yeah. switched my gears yeah. into yeah. that you know like yeah. I had my personal account where I posted about cannabis yeah. but it wasn't the same yeah. until I started kind of flowing into that influencer role yeah for sure and so, so when did that start give me a little bit of history um well i started my account probably about a year and a half ago yeah um and then i was removed at one point and it was devastating too yeah. you know i had lots of followers more than i do now yeah um and i fought for a while you know like i knew i'd broken the rules we all do when we're posting our weed like we know it's against the rules so there's not all that much hope that you're gonna get it back yeah but they let me have the username back that's all they let me have I didn't get any of my pictures or anything but I got that username and so I started over in October wow okay it's been a struggle since you know because I lost those followers it's been kind of heartbreaking you know that I'm not gaining them fast but I forget you know it took me a year to get there in the first place yeah so of course I smoked a bowl before I came and now I got the pasties that's okay let me know if you get snacky yeah, so I mean, your handle is the egg stoner chick. Yeah. How would you kind of describe your image? Like, what to you is the purpose of your account? I've had a really hard time trying to like pin down a theme or something like that. And I guess that's kind of where my account just, it doesn't have a theme. And I think that's kind of the good thing about it as well, is it's kind of just an everyday person cannabis yeah. page. You know, like I've got some of the influencing stuff popped in there. Yeah. But it really shows that, you know, you don't have to fit to that perfect everything has to match picture. And so many influencers do, you know, they do the grid posts and everything has to match. And, you know, like sometimes it just doesn't have to. You know, sometimes you can have your plant growing beside a picture of your cat. Like, I don't know, it makes me happy and makes other people happy. Everyone loves cats. (laughs) So, you know, you got to throw in sometimes having that little bit of just your life in there. It can also humanize you a bit. It helps people connect. It helps other women connect. 
you know, because if we all look fake online, we're not connecting, we're not empowering each other the same way, you know? Cannabis has really become this area where women are filtering their photos less, Mm -hmm. we're encouraging Mm -hmm. each other to share bodies, and it's funny how cannabis seems to link into all of these things with women supporting each other. Yeah. Every one of these other industries seems to have a link. That's really cool. No, I absolutely agree. Yeah, and it's it's interesting because like cannabis, like it is a female plant. Like only female plants, you know. Yeah, it's. And, I mean, like you need the male plants for genetics, but. But really, like the. Yeah, you know. Plant. If you want to get high, you need yeah, that female so, plants. For sure. So talk to me a bit about women's history with cannabis. Then, like, what you know? For sure. Yeah. How have we cultivated that relationship? Um, how have we made it sort of our own? For sure. And cannabis has actually been, like, you know, before prohibition and stuff, like I said, that's where people usually focus on when it became illegal. Mm-hmm. And before that, like, women have always had a part in it, you know, as women being the berry scavengers while yeah. men were hunting, it kind of came down to the same thing with weed. We would find the weed, we would separate all the parts and find a use for everything. Um, like in ancient Egypt, cannabis was ground and mixed with honey to help with con- to induce childbirth and ease it. And so that's kind of a cool one there, you know, like they found a way to make the medicines out of it even way back then. Yeah. Um, from menstrual relief to even there was in India, way back in ancient India, they used to make a potion with herbs, including cannabis yeah. and milk to enhance sex. Cool. So all of those orgasm oils and everything yeah. on, the, on the market, they're not really new yeah. to humans, you know? Like, all of that stuff we've had for centuries, just yeah. all of a sudden one day the man said, no, you can't use this plant anymore, and it was taken yeah. away. Yeah. And we focus on up to that point, you know? We right. don't look into that history, which is really cool. Yeah, no, that's really awesome. Um, one of the things that I think I'm seeing is that kind of resurgence, that connection to, to those roots, you know, to using oh, yeah. cannabis in a very holistic way, right? Like, a lot of my guests that I talk to talk about how they use cannabis, um, you know, I'm going to say medicinally, but mm-hmm. not just for, say, pain management or, yeah. or mental health. They really use it to kind of, like, connect, reconnect with themselves and, and, and kind of, like, get into that yeah, state Yeah, for mind. sure. Well, and even reconnecting with nature and stuff. You know, a lot of people say... They smoke weed. They want to be more outside. They want to be more mm-hmm. active, mm-hmm. and they want, and they enjoy the beauty a bit more. Mm-hmm. And so I think you know, like cannabis really can, like it can enhance anything too. You know, people that aren't usually into art as yeah. much can smoke a joint and maybe enjoy it a little bit more. Yeah. And that's something that a lot of people say is they actually kind of see art and the beauty of nature differently. Yeah. And because it affects everyone differently, it's kind of a very cool thing that we can all you know, agree on how yeah. high feels and yeah. it's, I don't know, it's really cool when we all explain, even different people explain how high feels to them. Yeah. Sometimes that's like the weirdest conversation because if you talk about it when you're high, yeah. um, it gets pretty deep and weird. Yeah. But I mean, like, it's funny. Some people feel more body lightness or heaviness or yeah. like their head's going to float away versus yeah. feeling more just grounded, you know? Yeah. Like, it affects everyone differently, and they say it affects men and women differently as yeah, well. Yeah. And I think that might be why it's so good for pre, uh, for menstrual relief and everything else. Mm-hmm. Is they say that we actually metabolize it slower. 
Mm. And so we have it has more of a sedative effect on women. Yeah. So that might be kind of the link to yeah. menstrual relief there is yeah. that sedative effect that it has on women. Yeah. Or, and really you know, cool. it's nothing new that we metabolize things slower or in yeah. a different way. But you know, like there was so much you, you weren't allowed to research it before, you know, you yes. weren't allowed to do these things. Yes. And now it's opened so many doors, you know, and we're gonna learn so much more. Yeah. And it's actually funny because they say less so in even the marketing positions are a lot of male dominant, yeah. but they say the CEOs and the lab techs are very strong female presence. Yeah, in the cannabis industry. Yeah, so a lot of it is a lot of the lab techs and mm-hmm. stuff like that, and which is kind of interesting, you know, like traditionally what might have been seen as male roles in the cannabis industry, the women are just dominating it. Yeah. And I don't know if it's just that we decided that we're going to, and that's why we're doing so well. Yeah. But there hasn't been much research into it yet. Hopefully there's continues to be more, because I'm excited yeah. to see what we can learn. You For know, sure. like, we only know about THC and CBD, but there's so many more compounds to the plant that yeah. are like THC and CBD. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Talk to me about your own personal relationship with cannabis. So, like... When did you start using it? Why has that evolved for you over time? Um, I probably I started using when I was very young, um, much younger than I would ever suggest anyone does. Mm-hmm. I was about 12, 13 years old, yeah. and you know, like when I started, it was the rebel thing. It was yeah. to be cool. It really was. It was the recreational, mm-hmm. and it was kind of reaching out. I was starting to come into some mental health issues with depression mm-hmm. and all sorts of other stuff that I didn't understand with my anxiety and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And so I guess, you know, like a lot of kids, they reach out to drinking or to drugs for that reason, for that comfort. Yeah. Um, and for me, it really was. Like, I was kind of trying to act out against my parents and yeah. rebel, but I was also kind of a cry for help, you know? Yeah. And I didn't realize that I could turn it into such a positive for myself from a negative. Yeah. I moved to Alberta when I was 15 mm-hmm. to live with my dad, and I didn't even know him oh. before that. All I knew was my mom said he was a pothead. Okay. I used it so negatively. My mom was not for pot. She yeah. hated it. She yeah. told me she would have me arrested if I had it in her house and everything, you know? So I really grew up with such a negative idea of it. You know, yeah. I was that person that was so sheltered from its mm-hmm. positives. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad actually supported my use in cannabis. Yeah. Um, I wanted to get on medication for my depression and stuff. Yeah. And he had actually encouraged me. At first, he was like, you know, I would rather if you smoked pot, you know, if we tried that route. Yeah. And I was really determined, you know, because of what my mother had instilled in me that, no, I want to try the pills. Yeah. Um, so for years, I used recreationally while taking medications for yeah. my mental health, for my depression and anxiety and all of that. And then it wasn't until I was diagnosed with borderline personality disorder, probably about, I want to say 18 or 19. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had already kind of figured out that it worked really well for my anxiety and my depression. Mm-hmm. And so while using the medication, I was using cannabis to kind of the medication wasn't perfect yeah Yeah. so the cannabis was a supplement for when i needed more Mm -hmm. um but then they tried to put me on such a cocktail of medication and you know like i really do support the plants over pills Mm -hmm. and that's where i became is i was just taking handfuls of medication twice a day had more symptoms that i was using cannabis to mask those other symptoms pain that was associated with these pills night sweats not being Mm -hmm. able to sleep all Mm -hmm. sorts of things you know and the cannabis was helping with the side effects. Mm-hmm. But you know, if the cannabis helped with the depression and everything anyway, why 
deal with the side effects. Yeah. And so I weaned off and I stopped my medication. Yeah. And for some people, you know, like I do not push people to stop their medication to use cannabis. Everybody needs to work out their stuff differently and everyone reacts differently and mm -hmm. some people need the medication. For me, it just ended up being a fuel for my other addiction issues yeah. that choosing cannabis over the pills just seemed right for me. Yeah. It helped me get clean from other drugs that I had fallen into for short mm -hmm. periods of time, trying to find more relief than what the medication yeah. was giving me, you yeah. know? Yeah. How has it played a role in kind of you finding your identity, right? Because like, I think as women, like we go through these formative years, like yeah, we have our teenagehood and we kind of form our personality. But then I feel like as we get older, like at least for me, those like my, my 20s, my late 20s, those are more formative for me because like I'm finally comfortable with who I am. Oh, so, yeah. you know, once that layer of anxiety is gone, okay, let's dig into like, who am I as a person? For sure. I also think there's so much pressure, you know, I don't know if men feel it the same way, but I know for us women, when you're around your school friends, those friends that you have in high school or even through elementary, they really shape how you act and yes. how you behave. Yes. And once you're out of high school, you guys, you really don't hold on to many of them, if yeah. any. You know, like a lot of people don't stay friends with their high school friends. Yeah. And a lot of people, you know, like I look at some of my friends from high school and we are totally like, Worlds we're, apart, right? we're yeah. worlds apart and not necessarily either of us are the same as we were in high school but yeah, now we're just complete opposites you know we yeah. thought we were going in the same direction and now we're not yeah and so yeah like being 22 you know like I haven't you know being in my early 20s I'm still trying to figure that out for sure yeah. um the cannabis community has actually helped me shape that a lot because you mm -hmm. know like before I was really shy about being pagan and stuff Mm -hmm. And I learned that there's actually a lot of pagans out there that smoke weed, you yeah. know, and that became such a connection as well. It helped with the mental health because mm -hmm. cannabis is such a good tool for mental health. It helped me being someone that suffers mm -hmm. from depression and anxiety. Mm -hmm. That helped me reach out having cannabis and that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Somehow just that both went hand in hand and made it a little bit easier to talk about the mental health mm -hmm. when you had that cannabis to kind of say like, hey, this is what works and yeah. be on the right track. Yeah. Like it was harder to talk about my mental health when I wasn't doing well. Yeah. You know, you don't want to talk about not doing well. And so now it's a lot easier to share even if I'm not doing well yeah. because I've got that to kind of be my, I mean, I don't want to say it's a crutch, but it's definitely a tool in the toolbox. Yeah, that, for sure. You know, and a lot of women use it nowadays, like even women that don't have mental health issues yeah. and stuff. About as common as mom having a glass of wine in the evening yeah. these days, at least here in Canada, you know, yeah. it really has. Weed mom is the new wine mom. You're seeing it all over Instagram, you know, like that's the big one lately. Yeah. And it really is like they say 38% of surveyed women in Canada said that they felt more playful and more patient with their children and their husbands. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, like it really does. It helps. A lot of aspects. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like cannabis has really helped you sort of claim your narrative and change it and own it, and that that's that's incredible. I mean, like you, I, I don't know you very well, but like you come across as a very confident, like empowered young woman. You kind of you know <laughs> yeah. what you want. You know, you're very great energy, like high energy. So that's really. I mean, that's really awesome. And, and if, you know, if cannabis played a part in that, then that's incredible, right? And that's kind of the stories that we're trying to bring out here. Definitely. Right? And destroy those stereotypes that I feel like were largely constructed by men. Like, 
when someone says pothead, what do you picture? You picture a guy in a beanie on a couch. Well, you picture Cheech and Chong, don't you? (laughs) Doesn't everybody just picture Cheech and Chong, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, even, (laughs) I don't know if she's ever going to listen to this, but even like my stepmom, you know, like sometimes, you know, we'll joke around, we'll be like, well, not all stoners are like that. And she used to smoke when she was a teenager. Now she doesn't really smoke, but she supports that we do. And she's like, well, yeah, you kind of all are, (laughs) you know, know, I don't don't know. I mean, I think that really is the consumption a lot of people have is, you know, you've got to be this Cheech and Chong, hey, man. And you really don't like, there's a lot of people you wouldn't even know that they used cannabis. Until they tell you, and CEOs, lawyers even, Mm -hmm. you know, you trust a lawyer who has a, you know, who has a whiskey at lunch. Yeah. Why can't you trust a lawyer that smokes a joint at lunch too, right? I mean, whether male or female, you know, there's so much misconception where, you know, lots of places alcohol is accepted Mm -hmm. and weed isn't. Yeah. And yeah, that stereotype needs to be shattered for sure. Yeah. And I think that's what a lot of the women are doing, especially because we can show it in such a classy way. Mm-hmm. Exactly. No, that's exactly it. Is that like, I think that's a big part and maybe also why, I don't know why, why women are doing so well in the industry as well, right? Like we, it, it is classy and we are normalizing it and we're making it like a beautiful thing because we're turning it into a tool. Like, yeah, it can, it can be sure. a tool, right? For whatever it is, whether it's your spirituality, your sexuality, like just your mental awareness, your mental health, like, sure. you know, you know, it's not an escape. It's, it's no, like it's a meditation. Exactly, yeah, yeah it really is. It's more of a grounding, you know? And it's not like a lot of people, you know, they try to compare it to other drugs, and it's just, it's not the same, you know? It's mm-hmm. got that natural. And, I mean, take it from someone who's done harder drugs, like, it's not the same. It's, yeah. it's not that chemical. It makes you feel more open, mm-hmm. and, like, you just, you want to love more, but at the same time, you know, you're not someone else. You can yeah. still be you and be on cannabis. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. even if, you, if you're not using THC, there's so much CBD out there that's, even in your skincare routine. Right. And I think that's part of the reason why women are dominating so much, too, is for centuries, women, and I don't think this will ever actually change, you know, but yeah. women care mm-hmm. a bit more about health and beauty. Yeah. Yeah. That's... We just do. We put that as a priority. Mm-hmm. And we are usually the ones that make those decisions for our household, mm-hmm. for our kids and our husbands. Yeah. And so when we're making those decisions, it's easy for us to be the ones to put out these products for each other. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, all that's where all that woman's support comes from. I mean, we like to buy our beauty and health products from other women because yeah, we sure. think we they know what they're talking about. Yeah. You know? And yeah. I mean, they do usually. Yeah. Men just aren't as apt to pay attention to that stuff. You know, yeah. they'll... Drink, drink a case of pop and eat chips but yeah. while well, you're trying to cook a balanced meal. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> yeah. You know, like, they'll be trying to guzzle down the chips and be like, no, it's okay, honey, I'm, f- I'm full anyway. Yeah. It's like, yeah. no, just eat your vegetables. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Tell me about, like, your experience in the community so far. Like, how, what are your favorite things about it? Like, how has it, has it impacted your life in a good way you know it's actually so when I yeah I started about a year and a half ago I'd say and you know some of my very first followers Mm -hmm. are some of the people I talk to on a daily basis and have since the beginning and they Mm -hmm. were there when my account got removed they were some of the first people to follow me back you know Mm -hmm. and I'm sure even just talking about it you know they know who they are yeah and they've been there since the beginning and I appreciate those people so much and you know Mm -hmm. My first real experience with the community was Hemp Fest mm-hmm. last year. Yeah. 
Um, that was the first time I had ever met High Vibes and some of the other really in, like had already been influential people mm -hmm, in the mm -hmm, community. Mm -hmm. And really I think my connection to her has helped me a lot because she had already opened those doors. Mm -hmm. um, I think Hempfest was an awesome one because I really did. I get to, got to meet so many people. Yeah. And then following Hempfest and meeting High Vibes, I got to go to her high tea party in Red yeah. Deer, yeah. where I met a lot more women. Yeah. And I think that really opened a lot of doors too, because you know, just the more connections you make, you just mm -hmm. make more and more from there. Mm -hmm. You make four now, you can make eight. Now, yeah. you know, they yeah. just keep going and keep building. Yeah. Um, I think the events that are held, you know, there needs to be more. Yes. Um, you hear about them all the time in BC, the SEC pop-up events yeah. and stuff like that, you know. I don't know if maybe like you guys in BC, if your government is just all smoking pot. <laughs> and so that's why they let you guys do these yeah. things. But here in Edmonton, I'm pretty sure that would get stopped before it yeah. really even got set up. You know, if we had like a whole farmer's market for, and even in Toronto, I've seen them, like there's a lot of pop-ups and stuff. Yeah. And you know, like I'd love to see that stuff come here. Yeah. You know, like we just, we don't see a lot of that in Edmonton and I'd love to yeah. see more events. For connection. I mean, for most sure. of my connections I've definitely made online. Yeah. Um, and through Instagram. Yeah. And I think that's where the saddest part, where it's like Instagram doesn't like us. You know, Instagram yeah. doesn't really want us, yeah. and that makes it sad because we love Instagram. I mean, that's where we've met all these friends. That's where yeah. we've made all these connections, yeah. and that's where our content is. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And I think um, that would definitely benefit the community because it is a tight community. I think you kind of like once is. you do, you know, a couple of events, you realize like, okay, this is the same couple dozen of people who are all amazing. But like, I think outside of that circle, yeah, you're right. Like to be able to expand and to bring new people in who maybe are looking for like a community and a yeah. people who understand them, who have been through, you know, whatever they're going through. Because I think, I think, yeah, I think a lot of people struggle with the fact that cannabis may become part of their identity right because they do have those negative like we've been told for, sure. for decades that like yeah this is bad for you don't do this like well and that's you know like I know I'm not necessarily one of the best examples because I kind of I kind of have built a lot of my identity around cannabis mm -hmm. and that is because it's been such a support for me and it really has defined my life and it mm -hmm. helped me so mm -hmm. much mm -hmm. and that's why a lot of it you know like I mean, I don't want my family just to know me as, you know, the cannabis ad advocate, yeah. but that kind of is where it's gotten with my Instagram and stuff. My yeah. family sees it and, you know, I mean, I'm so much more than that. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't have to put that as my front face, you know, I've really chosen to do that. And you see right. so many women where they don't have that as, hey, I'm a cannabis advocate or I'm a mm -hmm. cannabis user and you don't mm -hmm. have to. And I think yeah. a lot of people, yeah, a lot of people think that if they start smoking or if they come out of the closet, all of a sudden that's all people will see. Mm -hmm. And it's really not. I mean, unless you smell like weed, we're not going to know until you yeah, tell us. Exactly. But I mean, if exactly. you smell like weed, well, it's usually only another pothead that'll really bring it up. Yeah. So it's yeah. instant friendship anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> any advice? Any? Um, you'll definitely, even if you're scared to reach out, you know, sometimes you'll be surprised at how scared they are to reach out to. Yeah. I've made a lot of connections where, you know, it was the embarrassing first message of, it's really intimidating, even online, you know, yeah. like, it's so easy to be mean to people, but then trying to be nice to people online just seems so 
hard because a lot of people don't take it sincerely. Sometimes yeah. they think that it's trolls, you know? Yeah. But honestly, like, if you see someone and you want to compliment them, you do it. Yeah. You send that DM because, honestly, like, you'll make friendships that yeah. you didn't think you could. And you'll meet people that you didn't know you would connect with, you know? Like, some of the friends I have made are people that previously I wouldn't have thought that we would have any connection. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that... I actually like some of the stuff that they are into that I didn't yeah. know I liked before yeah. or vice versa. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the cool part about cannabis community, the cannabis community as well, Yeah, is we've really got a little bit of everything. You know, there's artists, there's the models, there's photographers, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. everybody just has come together. Yeah. So, I mean, if you want to join the community, just reach out because yeah. it's friendly. Everyone wants to be friends. We'll welcome you with open arms. There's really... Yeah, the only hesitation is you sending that first message. Thanks for tuning in as always. Uh, Check us out next week when we're going to be talking to Chops for Angels about how they've been using cannabis to really find self-confidence. 